daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello, and welcome to The Sandler Pit, the podcast that has a love in its life that makes it stronger than anything you can imagine. Oh, mate, you know when your brain's not working? <laughs> that is a quote from... That's a... No, 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 don't you fucking dare. Give me a second. I've got a love in life that makes me stronger than you could ever imagine. It's from one we've watched really recently. Oh, mm, God. I wouldn't say really people. recently. Um, I don't know. Fuck. It's a quote from your Golden Sandman best. Oh, of course, it's bloody winner. punch drunk, bloody love. It's punch drunk, bloody love. Ah, bloody hell! Yeah, okay. that's the end scene. The bit we we liked with him and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman having a big argument. So that was good. good Hi, setup. my name's Luke. I'm here with my co-host Luke. Hello. We're the Sandler Pit. We're a very ill-informed podcast <laughs> that never gets the facts straight. <laughs> <laughs> We never get our facts straight whatsoever. <laughs> How are you today, Luke? I'm all right. Not bad. Ready to watch some more magic of the yeah, filmic type. Are you all right? I'm good. Uh, currently, at the time of recording, Sheffield is in the best position in the whole of the country. Really? Yeah, like we're we're at tier three still. Somehow. Not like Cornwall. I swear they're only in tier two. All right, Cornwall's doing, but Cornwall doesn't count. Anyway. Yeah, we I don't think right. I think we should stick away from the tear stuff because we have some listeners in the US and they're all still going oh, around yeah. like licking each other's faces and all that. <laughs> so what are we looking at this week, Luke? So this week on our podcast, we are talking about the ridiculous six, the Netflix Yay. original Adam Sandler cowboy parody ensemble movie. So I guess it's based on like uh, Magnificent Seven, except mm-hmm. probably more farting, shitting themselves and stuff yeah. like that. How many comedy westerns have you seen i know that i watched blazing saddles yeah I've seen like that. the big famous one but i can't really remember it very well but i know that... do you remember the uh baked beans scene no i when literally all can't like... remember any of it they're all eating beans and they're all just farting oh. <laughs> oh and there's a good joke from gene wilder where he goes i can't shoot anymore look at my hand and he's like steady as a rock and he's like yeah but this is my shooting hand (laughs) (laughs) i'm definitely gonna revisit it because i like all their their films i love gene wilder and there's also that other one that came out i guess that came out before this the seth mcfarlane one million ways to die in the west i saw it but um i wish that i hadn't what's your opinion on westerns in general I'm not the most like well-versed in Westerns. I kind of like the newer, the ones that I've seen are all newer, neo-Westerns or whatever they're called, you know? Like, like True Grit. Yeah, True that. Grit, Tarantino's ones. Slow West was one I watched a few years ago that was quite good I've with watch that. Michael Fassbender, I think it was. I kind of like them, but then I also, like last year, started watching a lot of like the samurai films and they're all just, samurai films are basically just Westerns and I love all of those, but. One of my friends just watched Seven Samurai and he said it's great. I need to watch it, but it's about three and a half hours long. But it is apparently really it's good though. Amazing, yeah. I love Western films. I love spaghetti westerns, the old ones, the Clint Eastwood ones, Good, the Bad and the Ugly and everything. Mm. So God, I'm excited for them to do a very, very clever parody of it. <laughs> the thing the thing with that is that they are such a like specific genre that parodying it 
isn't the most difficult thing, I guess. It's like how there was all those horror movie parodies. You know, like the conventions are so set out. Everyone knows them even without really watching the films. You can tell if something's doing doing a Western or sending up a Western. So it kind of makes sense for them to parody it. The fact that A Million Ways to Die in the West came out and was so badly reviewed and was a really horrible film. I don't know why a year later this came out. Maybe they were developing it at the same time. I don't know for certain, but I think it was the first of the Netflix deal films. Just checking now, it was panned by critics and has an approval rating of 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's really bad, isn't it? I've also seen on Wikipedia that there's like controversy about the portrayal of Native Americans in it, which kind of doesn't surprise me. The other thing that this like draws a quite direct line to is that segment in Bedtime Stories that we watched with that was like a parody of Westerns. And that was even in a Disney film. They had like Rob Schneider painted red. Painted red with a gigantic nose. And we really didn't like that. I don't like all this horrible racist humor that's in these films. Probably the worst part of watching these back to back because they're so dated. This shouldn't be dated because it only came out five years ago. Oh, I'm I'm sure it bloody is though. It makes it a little bit bit worse. The signs aren't looking very good. Yeah, only five years old. Netflix uh, directed by friend of the podcast, Frank Karachi, which we looked at last week with Blended and he did get angry with us on Instagram that time. Yeah, so the Frank Karachi films have been, for us, kind of like hit and miss, mixed I suppose. Bag. Yeah, mixed bag. mixed bag. Click didn't work for us at all. Wedding Singer really did work for us and Blended really, really. fell sort of somewhere in the middle, would you say? Yeah, definitely. That was definitely in the middle. Like, yeah. um, literally, it blended a good and a bad film together for me. I'm excited to see what happens with this one. Obviously, this is one of the ones that always gets battered around when people talk about Bad Sandler, like Jack and Jill, and then Ridiculous Six. They're yeah, the kind of the low, isn't it? I guess that's the low, the low that they refer to. The thing with this one is that the name, the Ridiculous Six, even tells you that it's going to be something silly. So I guess going in, you know that it's a bit stupid. And at the moment, so our last few films were like. Blended was a rom-com that did have some over-the-top set pieces, but was mostly quite grounded, I guess, in some way. Story-wise, it was anyway. And then you had Going Overboard, which was just so low budget that it couldn't really pull off any of the crazy stuff that it set out to do. And then before that, we did like The Cobbler had a a crazy concept, but wasn't crazy, really. We did Grown Ups and we've done Funny People. All of those sort of ones, they're all quite... They have a a bit of a serious edge to them, but they're just people doing like fairly normal stuff and then the odd crazy set piece. Whereas this, I think, is going to be all out like chaos. Just crazy. Just crazy. I'm kind of a little bit excited for that side of things. I've kind of missed that. It'll make a fun discussion. When this came out, my friend Nico, who he was on the jury of uh, our Sandler pitch at Christmas... (laughs) He really loved it. (laughs) I think he's seen it twice. I think he'll admit himself that he sort of goes for stupid films. He famously once said that he enjoyed watching the Green Lantern film more than the Dark Knight. (laughs) If that kind of tells you anything. But I think he loves Danny Trejo as well. And I feel like there might be a Danny Trejo cameo in this film. I'd be very surprised if he's not in this film. So as always, we're going to have our Sandler scale, which is a kind of bingo sheet of tropes that we see in all of his films so things like rob schneider although that one maybe we should take out because it credited cast i feel Um, like everyone's going to be in this one aren't they i feel like everyone's going to be in this so all these typical castmates that he has things like big shorts shouting sandler singing sandler homophobia farts but yeah it's stuff we would usually look for like fast food sony logo 
which yeah. I think it'd be surprising if a Sony logo crops up in a parody, but then there nah, might... definitely there'll be someone the... playing a little PlayStation. <laughs> I wouldn't be too shocked because Million Ways to Die in the West had the DeLorean in it at one yeah. point. I think they do a few things where they do jokes about like things that appear in the modern day. Like in, mm-hmm. in Blazing Saddles, they end up in, a, in the film set, <laughs> running through a film studio on the horses. That's the sort of thing I'm kind of looking forward to in this. I'm kind of ready for one week. You just put it on and know it's going to be silly. I'm kind of looking forward to that too. Hmm. Do we know who the main cast of this film are? Well, luckily you can see the six on the poster. I don't want to look further than that because I don't want to spoil any cameos for myself that might get a laugh. The main six are Adam Sandler, Terry Crews. How do you say this name? George Garcia? Oh God, is that the guy from Lost? Yeah, it is. Taylor Lautner, Rob Schneider and Luke Wilson. I haven't yeah. seen him in a film in ages. From Royal Tenenbaums. Why did they get him? I mean, no offence. because he's Yeah, well, was Owen busy that day? <laughs> oh, I prefer Luke Wilson to Owen Wilson. Yeah, Luke Wilson really does like do him. some like of these sort of comedy films, I guess. He was in that for Idiocracy. My he's super re- ex-girlfriend. Oh, Christ. I've seen a lot of the cast for this film, to be honest, like just through like when we've been researching the podcast and stuff. I think it should be quite fun to see some of these people pop up. Some of the old favourites will be there, I reckon. I'm not looking through the cameos list. I'm sure there's... Yeah. we're not fan big fans of rob schneider but the others not a bad lineup we love no, terry like, cruz so i really like taylor lautner you know i really like him in that uh what's that cuckoo i always like when someone who seems like they took themselves seriously at like the start of their career then starts to do stuff like that yeah like did you watch those youtube videos that him and greg davis did where he'd be like what's yeah, this i think i saw a few all like the British and American stuff. They have like really good chemistry. He was uh, a werewolf, wasn't he? Yep, in Twilight. A big big dog in Twilight, so yeah. Okay, so should we just go and watch the film? Absolutely. Get on your boots, giddy up, horsey. It's time to go and watch The Ridiculous Six. Yeehaw! (laughs) Yeehaw! (laughs) You are now listening to The Sandler Pit. She's just a diversion. She's a virgin? I'm a virgin too. And we're back. We have both just sat through the Ridiculous Six. Um, Luke Thomas, you've literally finished it ridiculously six minutes ago. Oh yeah, actually, genuinely, I think I have. Just before we start recording this, I've just finished watching the post-credits scene. So this is fresh off the press takes. As fresh as it gets really, isn't it? Um, When did you watch it? Did you watch it last night? Yeah, I watched it last night. I had a takeaway and sat there watching a film that had um, a man getting beheaded and then Steve Buscemi <laughs> rubbing his creamy fingers in a donkey's ass and then putting it in Rob see, Schneider's mouth, I think it was. See, this is the difference with me and you. I can't stand watching these films at night. It makes me think that my evening's entertainment is just around this. This feels like work. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I watch it in the morning, like Saturday mornings, I think a, a prime time to watch this nightmare. Yeah, um, I, I get that. But at the same time, I think there's like a 75% chance it would ruin my day right at the start. <laughs> so I kind of watch a film at night and then sleep better. on it. What is the story of The Ridiculous oh, Six? For fuck's sake. Okay, yeah, I'll go over that. So Adam Sandler is a guy called Tommy and it's 1875. Is this the oldest period piece Happy Madison's ever done? Oh, possibly. It's set in obviously the wild west tommy uh, also known as white knife he's a, a white american man who got raised by a native american tribe he then meets his birth father who's uh, nick nolte then nick nolte is kidnapped by a gang and they want fifty thousand dollars so adam sandler decides to try and raise the money by stealing from bad people and in the middle of his adventure, he comes across somehow five men, very distinct in personality, looks, 
and everything who are also his brothers. They all have the same father and they get up to mischief in the Wild West. <laughs> what did you think of this, Luke Terry? So, <laughs> I really hate to say it, but I, well, I don't know. I don't hate to say it. I, I did think... enjoy it. <laughs> I Me did. too. Really enjoyed it. I think that this is the most aware that it's a really silly film. That's, Very, that was the yeah. vibe I got. I mean, they called it the Ridiculous Six, and it has a gang of bandits that are called the Left Eye Gang, and they've apparently all <laughs> taken their eyes out. They, <laughs> they get one new member, Steve Zahn. He removes his eye in front of all of them, and they're all, like, throwing up. And his left eye's the only eye that works. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> removes his good eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's really That's silly it. it's very silly yeah i agree i i enjoyed it but also it's really bad but also yeah. and also big chunks are shit but there mm-hmm. are some very the bits where i really did laugh there's a lot of moments lot. that don't have any jokes isn't there, there there's oh, a, yeah. a few bit the bit where he was getting kidnapped at the start i didn't find anything funny for ages and then one of the old native american guys is like wow that was uncool and that did make me laugh a little bit <laughs> yeah i love it reminded me of the older guy out of 51st states that always like <laughs> made snarky comments i can't remember his name it was a very similar character to that where this guy just like underpins every scene in yeah, quite cause... a nice way by being really like snarky yeah exactly like he, he doesn't look like he's a comedy actor particularly but he delivers lines which aren't kind of against type and yeah it's funny i guess (laughs) i think back to when we were recording our hubie halloween intro and we made all these predictions of all these stupid things we thought were going to happen like we were saying oh um, rob schneider's gonna become a werewolf and run around screaming and yeah his mum's gonna be played by kevin james and stuff like that none of it happened but in this film everything everything (laughs) over the top that you kind of want to happen from like a throwaway kind of film it does actually happen and it really delivered for all of the stupid stuff that we've said we want to see before yeah i agree like hubie halloween we both obviously enjoyed but it doesn't play with its genre too much this one yeah. really plays with its genre tropes oh but it is shit but did you find as well the costume light in the shots looked amazing i was like what <laughs> is yeah, going on like, fine. It everything looked, looked good. good do you reckon they just threw a huge yeah, budget well at it? the budget for this film was uh huge it was 60 million dollars oh okay and um so the same year was the hateful eight that had a budget of 44 million right okay <laughs> so this has got a bigger budget than a quentin tarantino western i can't fault it, yeah the, it did uh, production design it looks great the yeah. only thing that takes you out of it is the fact that it's adam sandler rob schneider if it had been played seriously and they'd use these outfits and these locations and whatever i'd have thought it was a standard west it looks like true grit the <laughs> Coen brothers one i think the biggest problem with the visuals for me was the bits where basically white knife adam sandler's um <laughs> character he sort of has these mystical powers he's, he's a like superhero he's got the flash powers and he can also like conjure up weird images where he's like he spins or like does like somersaults and he becomes a tumbleweed at one point Um, (laughs) (laughs) and he can climb buildings using knives there's a point where he runs doing a handstand and kicks someone in the face all of that stuff looks seriously terrible yeah like it looks it looks like something you'd see in a kid's show like lazy town do you remember lazy town it looks like something like that <laughs> when sportacus does like a forward flip in the yeah. air <laughs> yeah yeah you don't believe it at, at all and that happens right from the start and it, it is really silly but it's bizarre because it's against like good costumes good everything else what did you think of the six men let's go through them so yeah <laughs> start off with tommy white knife adam sandler so it starts man. off with him doing the native inflection 
actions and speaking like in this slow way and it feels very offensive yes I think, I think we should say up top this film is fucking probably very racist and offensive in its yeah. portrayal of Native Americans and everyone it has been criticised hugely that seems fair because it kind of very leans fair. into the yeah. whole mystic side of things it makes Native Americans look like witches and stuff it, yeah. it's very silly very old fashioned I'd imagine that's kind of the point though we know, I know it's they make satirizing. a lot of these jokes so it's, yeah it's like satire of the older films yeah it kind of walks a very thin line there I guess and Adam Definitely. Sandler's portrayal at the start is very questionable very bad. I think. as soon as um, he cut his hair though I was happy talking of racism I think one of the worst portrayals of that in this film uh, comes from a very unexpected source in Jackie Sandler holy fuck is she fucking racist in this film what's her name never wears bra never wears bra and her whole thing is that she really wants to uh, have sex with Adam Sandler and she talks in this very outdated like this is like 1950s style racism it's yeah very bad but yeah so he's the first one again he his character is just to be the straight man who's got all these superpowers so he's not particularly interesting yeah brings the fucking mood down as well there's a moment when they're all singing this fun song and then he oh, talks yeah. about, he starts singing about his fucking mum being shot and they're quite, all like crying funny yeah funny i laughed <laughs> But you know he's like the main man and in this one he's he's quite generous. He lets everyone sort of do the crazy do stuff the while he's the straight man. Comparing this to all of his films that came before, you know, like your blendeds and just go with it, all those sort of things. It's good to see him in a bit more of a crazy backdrop, I think. Even yeah. if it is stupid. It's it's kind of like refreshing in some weird refreshing, way. <laughs> refreshingly silly. He goes to a little town, meets a nice Mexican lady who reveals that she's had sex like eight times with Nick Nolte in this room. I knew him in the biblical sense, is what she keeps saying. Uh, yes, like a, yeah. That also made me like, I laughed so much at this film, and I felt so stupid. Every time I did it, I was like, what mm-hmm. the fuck am I doing? Yeah, so the second brother then is obviously the Mexican woman's son, uh, who is Rob Schneider as Ramon. This is probably his least offensive one, and it's still so awful. It's massively offensive, actually. Yeah, I know, it's... <laughs> But like compared to some of the ones we've seen so far. I hate saying it, but this is the most I've laughed at Rob Schneider as well. He did a few <laughs> things in this that actually did make me laugh. His whole character trait is that he's got a donkey that's basically his girlfriend. There's like one part where he's in the middle of like a heist situation and he has to give the signal and the signal is just putting his hands on his cheeks and like opening his mouth like he's really shocked. And he's like that and he's, he just sits there like at the, the table alone, for right, ages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it like cuts away and comes back and he's still doing it. I found that a little bit funny. He's probably maybe my least favourite of the six. Yeah, he's like my least favourite, I'm just thinking. Um, but I think it's probably, I mean, the visual humour is there of him riding this donkey next to everyone else on horses and he's just like really small. He's very, I found that yeah. stuff quite funny. Whatever, compared to some of the things we've seen uh, this clown yeah. do. And I could forgive it because everything was so silly. It wasn't like uh, Sandy Wexler, which is presented as a two and a half hour period epic. And then he shows up in the last 10 minutes as an Iranian man, which yeah. is fucking horrible. Wearing like a prosthetic nose. Oh, things like that. Yeah, I, I'm um, glad he's not doing that in this. Talking of favourites, least favourites, most favourite. The next one is my favourite. <laughs> I have a feeling it might be. Usually love it. Uh, it's also the worst character, but I think because the film's it. so bad, it's good. This character is what makes it good in so that this way. This is uh, the third brother who they meet is Taylor Lautner, who is fantastic in this As film. Little Pete or Lil Little Pete. Pete. A very, very dumb man. Um, yeah. He's so funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was crying laughing at everything he did. He's got like a bowl cut, buck teeth. But I love the fact that this man uh, went from like teenage heartthrob in Twilight yeah. to a couple of years later, he's doing this shit. It's so silly. It's so stupid. He's got a strong neck, so when he gets He's got done, a very strong neck, so they try and hang him. him. And he's just swinging around like a pendulum. And I was on the floor laughing. Yeah, it I, did uh... kill me, that scene. It was um, very funny. I like the line, uh, and a virgin, I'm a virgin too, besides cantaloupes. Yeah, cantaloupes as well. <laughs> cantaloupes. I kept writing over and over again, Taylor Lautner is so funny. <laughs> he's so good. There's a bit where he's laying down and he's feeding... Buro, the donkey, a carrot. He keeps on just like giggling, and someone thinks that he's getting a blowjob from the from the horse. Uh, it's like a distraction. And then, I was really laughing. And then a few minutes later, he actually is getting a blowjob from the donkey, right? All right, heads up. All right, I should have said this at the start. I'm a little bit hungover today. I think this is the optimum way to watch this film. I don't know if I'd have liked this as much. I don't know like if it a... needs caveats. I think it is just funny. You just got yeah. to switch. Yeah, your, it's just switch funny. your mind switch off. Switch your brain funny. off. The eye gouging bits really got me. That whole eye gouging, yeah. very very funny. Yeah, they were. Good. So who was that? That was Huel from Breaking Bad. Was one of them. Oh, uh, Jared Sandler. Jared Sandler was. I think he was called like Babyface or something. Yeah, uh, Steve um, Zahn. He's the one who had one eye that didn't yeah. work, and they made him gouge out his other eye. You had Will Fort. Forte. I don't know. Forte. Forte. I think. Okay, Will um, Forte. Nick Swardson. Yeah, Nick Swardson. He was he was probably the best. I've just remembered a good line as well, which I wrote down. So all the way through the film, I think a couple of times, uh, Taylor Lautner's character is writing a letter to his mama. Oh, yeah. And then there's one bit when he's writing the letter and he goes, Mama? Mama? All right, I'm writing a letter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That did make me laugh too. There's another brother who then appears. Is it George Garcia? The guy from Lost. Yeah, is it Hurley? Hurley from Lost. He doesn't speak in this film. The joke is that his mum's like a hermit who made a lot of this moonshine and whiskey. Apparently she was getting really drunk while she was pregnant with this boy. So he's just, he's come out like a drunk maniac all the time. And he just, all the time. I think maybe he's the second worst out of all of them. Yeah. Because the joke does run a bit thin. And then we get a double introduction of, if I'm going to be serious, probably the two best ones. Actually, I think one of them is actually my favourite, thinking about it. Because he looks really suited to a Western as well. Which order they, do they get introduced in? Luke I'm... Wilson first. He has this scene with Harvey Keitel. <laughs> where... where he doesn't spill a drop of his whiskey, yeah. uh, which and is quite, quite funny. It's quite a good little scene, isn't it? Yeah, he's getting like hit with a cane and still managing to keep it up. He's kind of the other um, straight playing one, I guess. No, because he's got that really good backstory that, was yeah, but he plays my it straight like, you've, you, like you yes. believe he might have actually done something really bad. So, he's yeah, really so the nervous whole, about something. The whole film, he's, he's really nervous. He wants to admit to his dad this terrible thing he did. And he doesn't say what it is for a while. Finally gets the courage to tell his brothers what it was. He was the security guard to Abraham Lincoln. And he went to have a shit at the theatre. And then was like, John Wills Booth, the actor. Oh my God, go and speak to the president. Yeah, go and meet him. And then uh, he got killed. Brilliant little joke. In that. And it and, also uh, leads to a really nice bit later on. He takes a bullet for Adam Sandler's character. He looks up when he's like half dead and he just sees Adam Sandler wearing Abraham Lincoln's hat and beard. And he's like, and you're then, welcome, uh, Mr. President. The donkey's uh, Lincoln's wife after, yeah. as well in this vision. That was good. But also I was like, bloody hell, they killed him off. That's a bit dark. And then he yeah. appears later. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> he got shot right. in the heart. Yeah, but also 
Mark Twain appears after they've they've done like a raid of the building he was in and That's stolen amazing. money from him. He's, he's at the uh, wedding at the end because he's played by Vanilla Rice. The final brother, the sixth brother, is Terry Crews. As always, I love Terry Crews in these mm-hmm. films. He's always so funny. Because he always uses his like, massive physical strength. Like mm-hmm. I think there's a bit where he throws someone over his head. And he's a piano player. And, and he's got a few really good jokes in this, to be fair. One of them is that he basically reveals his big secret, and it's that he's black. <laughs> you that could mother's, see his, his mother's black. Yeah, that's yeah, it. So yeah. he's technically half black. Just in case you, they slipped and said some racial slurs. Yeah, he's yeah. he's funny in this. As we've said up top, I think a lot of this is quite offensive, really. Isn't it? When he reveals that his mum was black, someone else is like, "Oh, I just assumed she'd be really muscly." Yeah, and they reveal at the end she was really muscular. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah, there's quite a few other cameos in this. So we have Steve Buscemi that I think you briefly mentioned. He's a, a barber. Which gave Slash me doctor. Um, gave me cobbler vibes. Seeing yeah, him as a barber again. That's, I was, I was, that's why I read. Um, Could be a cobbler and, reference. And he uses the same lotion to do everything. Like he uses it to help to shove his finger up a donkey's ass, and these big CGI eyes pop open. I think they do that the yeah. same effect with the goat in um, in the animal. The and animal. Most of them. I've got the order here actually. So he. Basically, he gets some ointment and he's looking at, um, I think his name's Herm, which was the, f- the brother who can't really speak. He says, he looks at his balls and he's like, oh, there's a huge growth on here. You need to stop doing whatever you're doing. And then he gets this ointment. So he rubs it on Herm's balls. Then he puts it on Rob Schneider's face to shave him. Then he puts it inside the donkey's ass because the donkey has this problem with CGI diarrhea or practical, maybe. Then those... <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare assume that was CGI. So yeah, then it goes from the donkey's ass into the mouth of, I think it was Little Pete. Probably, uh, oh yeah, and he yeah, says it tastes Pete. good. And, and then, then later on, he also uses it to try and put Harvey Keitel's head back on. Yeah, he uses point. it as lip balm as well for himself. And yeah, then Adam Sandler's, because he's the straight man here, he's, he's the only one who says no thanks. But yeah, they, they behead Harvey Keitel in this film. That was yeah, so crazy. Funny. Harvey Keitel, because he's a Tarantino collaborator, he could have walked from this set to the Hateful Eight set and I'd have not yeah. even noticed the difference. He's good, again. Maybe he was originally supposed to be in it, but then they offered him more because yeah. there's a bigger budget for Ridiculous Six. <laughs> they are across on the soundstage. Sandler's got like two big bags of cash. He's like, Harvey! <laughs> Stuck in the wall with his knives. <laughs> We're over here! <laughs> good maniac villains. Nick Nolte, it turns out, is a villain. Yeah. In a twist, you can see coming like immediately right from the start because he gets kidnapped by danny trejo who's in this with some golden teeth the whole kidnap scene kind of feels a bit hokey that you feel like there's something up i did think right from the start i bet he's gonna be in on it and i thought that was what the reveal was halfway through when adam sandler sees like a picture of the gang and danny trejo's in it i was like oh so he's realized that his dad's in on it that's why he's going off but then it was because danny trejo had killed his mum. so much drama this is kind of where i started losing interest because you know what it reminded me of at first you know when the brothers are meeting and this is a bit of a stretch so to bear with me it reminded me of the muppet movie uh, yeah, the original one the gang where together. they get the gang where like kermit meets fozzy and then they meet gonzo and then they meet miss piggy and then they meet mm-hmm. 
blah, blah, blah. And they slowly build the Muppets. This reminded me of that. Um, yeah. But as soon as the gang had formed, I kind of fell back a bit on my interest. The plot lines become very repetitive. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, we need to steal this. We need to steal this. We need to steal this. Yeah, there's a lot of heists in this. I, f- I feel like they could have done with cutting down a good 10, 15 minutes at least. Yeah, the forming of the group's definitely the fun part because you realise quite early that they're going to all be brothers. We both had a look at who the cast was before, so we knew what was coming. And I was just like, there's going to be a bit when Terry Crews explains that he's Adam Sandler's half-brother. Adam Sandler's brother. Yeah. Um, it's... <laughs> I don't know. It's silly. It is fun though, all of that stuff. And yeah, then the end does feel like it feels like the ridiculousness goes out of the window for a little bit. There's still the odd joke, but there's like a really big standoff scene where they have like an emotional moment with their dad. And then there's the twist that the dad is still bad. Very long. In the middle of that reveal though, it's revealed that the eye gang that removed their eyes none of them have removed their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that took me by surprise. I was oh. like, oh, that is really funny. While Steve Zahn's taking it out, everyone else is like Very throwing up. Why did they make him take his eye out? Whatever, it's funny. Yeah, it's um, funny. Uh, we've also cameos. got John Turturro appears. And he teaches them, uh, he, he invents baseball. Which... That scene goes on so long. That joke is, he's losing at baseball, so he invents a new rule. And, oh, yeah. look, it's base, modern baseball. And he goes on for like fucking half an hour. Yeah. Of him but you predicted that, that, that Adam Sandler was going to invent basketball. And instead <laughs> know, there's a scene close. where... <laughs> so this is what I mean. Like, it hits all these silly things we were hoping would happen. And he calls it uh, Sticky McStickens. That's the name of Facebook. There's a joke with the eye gang that I just have to I just have to point out. I know we're talking cameos. There's a bit when they're explaining to Steve Buscemi about like the eye gang thing. And you know, um, Steve Zahn's talking about it. And then Nick Swardson, this is probably the best joke he makes in his film, says that he was part of the Texas Stubbies. <laughs> that was his old gang. And they had to cut off their penises. He had to cut off their penises. <laughs> but who knows if he did, because he didn't cut out his own eye. <laughs> That really got there's a me lot of. Happened. I'd say for every joke that hits, there's like three jokes oh, that don't hit. Yeah, definitely. We're just go- riffing on the the funny bits, but there are some shit jokes in there. Yeah, particularly the hit rate's um, not great, but you got to admire how much they go for it. Right back to cameos. <clears throat> I think the big cameo scene is at John Lovitz's house, uh, mm-hmm. where we have General Custer, my favourite, David Spade, yeah. and then Mark Twain played by Vanilla Ice. Yeah. <laughs> just acting how he usually does but like he's listened to like old-timey uh play a piano (laughs) then there's fastest gun in the west played by blake shelton who's like a country music singer yeah that whole scene i was bored it's a very overdrawn scene there's the odd joke that kind of lands like the home alone reference was kind of funny but so on the nose but i liked him being there but whatever fun cameos as we always do this is kind of the point in the film where i just stopped making notes I'll just let it wash over me. So I don't mm-hmm. really recall much more. This is what we were talking about. It gets to a point where the ending's quite drawn out and there's not as many jokes at this point. Mm. Yeah, um, that's why I got really bored. And then there's a standoff and then there's an explosion. And then the only good bit in this whole bit is when Luke Wilson gets his uh, his arc fulfilled where he yeah. saves Adam Sandler. That's it. And then it goes back to the, the Native Americans and 
all of the six have joined the tribe at the end. And they got adopted by that guy. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. And then Vanilla Ice is there doing the Vanilla Ice dance. And, and Terry Crews has had a running joke through the whole film that he can play a p- uh, piano with his penis. And while they're walking up the aisle, he's playing the piano with his penis. Quality, Oscar-worthy uh, stuff. It's a very silly film, but I think if you kind of know what you're getting into going into it, it's not a bad way to spend two hours strange yeah it's i think it must be because i was really dreading this because this is a zero percent on rotten tomatoes you can it's see why all this... you can yeah, see definitely why. I'm, uh, <laughs> it's not good i'd recommend anyone to watch it but if you're hung over this is the only thing you have for entertainment there's way worse ways to spend two hours mm. such as watching the cobbler this is uh, like objectively bad there's no two ways about it is like objectively bad but in terms of wanting to see like a hyper quite surreal over the top stupid throwaway romp but something you know that you're bound to laugh at if you just switch your brain off 12 native american actors and actresses left the the set of this uh, because of the disrespect they said the portrayal of women's degrading and someone said the movie has ridiculous in the title for a reason because it's just ridiculous it's a very very broad but that's the point in it it's an there were only four actors that left because Ricky Lee, the Native American actor, kind of said it was exaggerated. I think biggest problems are obviously like questionable portrayal of people just in general. That's kind of the point, I guess. And the tone is that it's like playing it really surreal over the top. But then there's the odd moment where it's too dramatic and that gets a bit boring. Overall, I thought it was it was all right. I don't regret watching it. Me neither. Silly though, but whatever. Pretty Should heavy get... on the tropes, though, wasn't it? Very heavy on the tropes, surprisingly, considering a lot of them are very modern. Should we go to our sound escape? I was going to say, yeah. So how did you do this week? It took a long time to get there, but I eventually did get a bingo on my sound scale. My line was fat joke, which was quite early. That was um, Rob Schneider's Ramon saying that he dated this girl and that Burrow, his donkey, dated the other one. They were like sisters. And he makes a joke that Burrow liked the fat one. This is going to end up in the fucking castle, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Then I had um, Steve Buscemi. And then it went for ages and I had another one. So I'd like two opportunities to make a line and I didn't get it for quite a while. But then an hour and nine minutes in, Blake Clark turns up as the town mayor whose wife gets motorboated by... Little Pete <sighs> leads to Little Pete getting hung. So that was how I got Then he doesn't good. hang, it's just swinging. I also had montage, quite a few montages, but this was one of them traveling and robbing loads of like banks and trains and stuff. Yeah. And my last one is a bit of a stretch, but I'm going to take it. And it's a sports team cap because there's a bit when they play baseball and they're all wearing caps. So I think, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's not sports team branding, but they are a sports team and they're wearing caps. I'm giving you that, definitely. Cool, thank you. Uh, I didn't get Coca-Cola or Colonel Sanders reference, strangely enough. How? How There's the that odd chance happen? that they could have popped up, They'd to be def- fair. An old man making chicken and they're like, oh, they call him the Colonel. <laughs> if Vanilla Rice was the Colonel instead of Mark Twain, that would have been maybe even funnier. Yeah. I didn't get Coca-Cola. Yeah, I didn't get a bald joke. I was close to ticking that because there's a bit where the character played by the guy who played Huel takes his cowboy hat off and he's just got like random little fuzzballs of hair on his head and I thought that's quite funny but it wasn't like an out and out joke I give you that okay. no, well, it doesn't help yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also I didn't get Chris Rock which I thought from the start that was quite Very unlikely surprising, but yeah. as it went on I thought there's more and more cameos I was quite surprised that he didn't appear in it we didn't just get shot. quite a few of the Happy Madison guys it was more of no, like Alan Covert or Peter Dante, or... Well, we did get Jonathan Lovren. Well, this leans into mine quite quick, nicely, if uh, 
if you'll allow. Go ahead. Um, so I got a line in 25 minutes and 24 seconds. Whoa, check Quite him out. Quick. I had Everyone Loves Him, which is everyone in the um, the tribe he, he lives in, they all love yep. him. He does the thing as well with the uh, the arrow thing from Grown Ups. And I thought yeah. they would do it, but then he ends up catching it in his mouth or whatever. <laughs> so silly. Jonathan Loughran, he plays like a driver. Yeah, just a random gunman or something, yeah, isn't he? Random gunman, yeah. And then there is a when I tucked it off. This was when I paused the film, and I had to have like a moment, like I'm just like fucking. Hell. It was the fart, which was the gigantic explosive diarrhea fart of uh, Rob Schneider's donkey. Mm-hmm. And I just had to have a little moment to just breathe after that. So yeah, yeah. 25 minutes, 24 seconds. I also got hit in face. That happens immediately with yeah. the the gang. And inexplicable love interest, again, we didn't really talk about it too much, is the woman who Adam Sandler's in love with. Yeah, is it Smoking Fox? Is that her name? Yeah. Why is this 50-year-old man <laughs> paired with this very, very young-looking uh, woman? Yeah. Whatever. Inexplicable. Fact, that is the most inexplicable, because she's just about to marry him right at the start. There's no backstory yeah. to it. And I, that I don't think she really speaks say. very much, does she? Zin this man's career he has a lot of underwritten love interest i might say this is maybe his most underwritten mm-hmm. uh, the same yeah. for all women characters in this film i didn't get transphobia somehow i didn't get mcdonald's very surprising yeah what the again hell? like Colonel sanders thought that would come uh, yeah. i didn't get peter dante and i didn't get a logo on screen so yeah that was my uh that was my sandler scale pretty good one the only thing left to do and the thing that will take our reputation into the fucking gutter, I'm sure. Luke Terry, are you going to say yeehaw and throw a lasso, catch it and fling this film straight into the castle? Or are you going to behead it and chuck its carcass into the saddle pit? I can see right now, again, this is an audio podcast, but you're like clutching your face in despair. Yeah. I'm I know so ashamed of myself. You know what's coming, don't you? I know. <sighs> this is an admittance that it's a good film because it's really bad really bad. It is bad. Do you know the thing for me is that every time we come to this we've, I mean I don't know how many times we've said it since Christmas that we really regret that um, Eight Crazy Nights isn't in the castle. Even though we know it's bad it holds such a good place in our hearts. (laughs) At the time of recording we've just released our Funny People episode and I'm really split on that film and I know that objectively that's a better film because it's shot like an actual film has some actual acting, has relatable moments whereas this film doesn't have a single relatable moment. But at the same time if you said to me at gunpoint, are you going to watch Funny People again or you've got to watch Ridiculous Six again? I'd say Ridiculous Six in a heartbeat because I sat there and I was laughing. That's your only like need for a film. You have for one to of these, for, a, for an Adam Sandler film, I think it, it yeah. maybe is. As much as his serious ones are good, I think that I would regret it too much because this has quite a lot of memorable bits and crazy stuff and I think there's more in this that I would tell people to look up on like YouTube. Maybe not watching the film as a whole, but if we're going to put funny people in the castle because we like Eric Banner's 20 minutes at the end. Yeah. We've got a whole film of Taylor Lautner here talking about his third <laughs> nipple and like having all sex from a horse. So, you know, I think we've said enough times that this film isn't good. It really it's isn't good. good. It's really it's not. bad. I think it should go to like a little, maybe in the castle, there's a branch. <laughs> oh, fuck. No more, no more little places in the castle. Where Castles we are things. huge. Have you ever been to a castle? They're right. massive. How, how many things have we seriously just said, oh, that's in the castle? But no, we always do a little caveat for, oh, this is in a little 
draw under the drawbridge in a secret prison. bookcase prison cellar. Just say it's in the castle, you gobshite. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. No caveats. I'm putting it in the castle. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Terry has said it here. Here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous Six is in the castle. Ridiculous Six is now Sandler royalty. I really feel like when we talk about regret in this podcast, when we look back, when the episode is released, because we record these quite far in advance, and we say, what the fuck were we thinking? This will definitely be there, because first of all, I've just finished watching it. Second of all, I'm very hungover. <laughs> Thirdly, I was just giggling so much at Taylor Lautner, I can't say it's in the pit. I can't be cynical. It's sillier than I thought it would be. The reviews are shocking. Like they're saying this is the worst thing that Adam Sandler's ever done. And when you look at like the cobbler and going overboard, yeah, it's, it's not. In fact, I can't recommend this to anyone because I, we've got a unique experience here in having watched some of the worst things imaginable the last few weeks. Taylor Lautner swinging around, hanging by his neck like a pendulum, was a breath of fresh air that I didn't realize I needed. It was very silly. So for that reason, it goes in the Sandler Castle with the big thing of the Sandler Castle isn't a fucking, it, it's not giving it merit as a film, it's giving it merit as a silly Sandler comedy. So whatever in the castle for it. I think if we're going to throw away all the caveats, this is just proof we have no credibility. At we have all. no credibility, Frank Caracci. Because it is um, stupid as fuck. I just, yeah. I, had, I had fun watching it and... I can't it's believe just, what we're we're saying here. You've been watching it as well. It's it's not on the same level at all. But you know, like the Auntie Donna stuff and like sketch comedy that's so stupid. The fact that that stuff can go to such a weird extent and be fully crazy and insane, but it's only five minute sketches and then it's done with. This film like kind of has a similar attempt at humour, but puts it in like a two hour Dragged film, two hours, which drags yeah. it out a bit too much. But I think more of it worked for me than didn't. That's all it is. <laughs> Fuck it. Castle. I reviewed it on Letterboxd. I gave it one out of five, but it's still funny. <laughs> I'm really interested when we get to the end of all of these films and we do like a, a re-ranking or like a I re-ordering. Think our last episode should be a retrospective of every film, Castle or Pit, yeah. after a while. Yeah, definitely. Let's let to, we've We're left stuck it in our minds and whatever. I feel like we'll definitely have changed quite a few um, opinions then. Mm-hmm. So now that uh, that is very firmly in the castle. <laughs> Should have gone to the Sandler Saloon and had a glass of sarsaparilla. <laughs> yeah, it's in the Sandler Saloon. The little gateway between the castle and the pit where all bad films go to have a drink and have fun. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, have a tequila on us, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Do you want to play a little game? This is a return to a game that we played a few weeks ago. Can't remember which episode because I do not keep track of anything we do or yeah, say. I'm not sure. So this is a return of University Sandleridge. It's a game where I will say a very difficult question that could be on the Game Show University Challenge. If you're American, look it up. Who, who presents it in the UK? Jeremy Paxman. Jeremy Paxman, yeah. And he does that thing where he'll ask you like a really hard question about like art from the year 926. And if you get it wrong, he'll go, No! No! Like He's fuming that you don't know it. <laughs> do you want me to do that here for all the difficult ones? So yeah. every time you don't get one of these very difficult questions I've written yeah. right, I'm going to say no. Anyway, I digress. 
We have one very difficult question and one San Lafine silly question. Both have the same answer. You'll get 10 points if you get the difficult question right. You'll get two points if you get the San La question right. You have to get 20 points. Okay? Mm -hmm. Can I buzz and you say, Terry from Lincoln? (laughs) (laughs) Lincoln? You know what they do, don't they? I'm not from Hounslow. I'm from Loughton. Oh, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Terry from Lincoln. Right. I've got it. Okay. Question one. The princessin Victoria Louise in 1900 was what? Excuse me? The princessin Victoria Louise in 1900 was what? Is that even a fucking question? <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. What was she? The hot chick? <laughs> Are you buzzing in? Are you buzzing in? I'm not listening to anything that's not buzzed in. Is there a skip? All right, buzz. Terry from Lincoln. Can you repeat the question, please? <laughs> Princessin Victoria Louise. Is that the princess in or the princess and? Princessin. Princessin. Or princessin. No, princessin Victoria Louise in 1900 was the first what? I don't know. Do you want to buzz? Do you want to buzz and say that? Yeah, buzz. Um, Harry from Lincoln. Feature length film. No. We studied film, sir. No. (laughs) That's what I said. No, you fucking idiot. No. Okay, let me do the Sandler question for the All fucking right. idiots in the room. Yeah, for the people in the back. The, the people who aren't bastions of culture. So going overboard was set on what form of transport? A cruise ship. Yeah, I'm not even going to take your fucking buzz for the second answer, you <laughs> fucking clown. So that's two points for Luke Terry from Lincoln. Question two. Which sport was invented in Cooperstown, New York? Buzz. Terry from Lincoln. Baseball. Yes! <laughs> is that where point. this film was set? Cooperstown? Ridiculous Six? Uh, maybe. Who knows? What's the Sandler question? You won't get any points, but I just want to... I, I'm guessing what uh, sport was invented by John Turturro in uh, Ridiculous yeah. Six. Exactly that. Well done. So in you your favourite scene from everything that we've watched on this podcast. <laughs> from the Castle Classic, Ridiculous Castle Six. Castle Classic. Right. Question three. In which country would you find a penguin colony on Boulder's Beach? Buzz. Terry from Lincoln. I'm going to add a caveat here because it's going to make me sound... Oh, no. I'm just going to say Hawaii. Incorrect. <sighs> no. Sorry. No. 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 The question, what? where is Blended set? Oh, little asterisk. Don't say Africa. The country. Which country yeah, see, that was going to be my second answer. But I always think of South Africa being a hot climate. But it's South Africa, right? Yeah, South Africa, and I think it's still a hot climate. Um, didn't do much research yeah. beyond my Google search for places in South Africa. Mate, I feel like we should have 30 points. Let's go back to the start. Right. It's 30 right. points, because I feel like some of these are actually a lot easier than I remembered. Which song was cut from the 2019 Broadway revival of West Side Story? Buzz. Terry from Lincoln. Is it I Feel Pretty? Absolutely. Congratulations. I Feel Pretty. And obviously the question, what song does Jack Nicholson make Sandler sing in Anger Management? I feel pretty. Hilarious. Question five. Which author once said, kindness is the language which the deaf can hear and the blind can see? Buzz. Terry from Lincoln. Is it Mark Twain? Yeah. Mate, you're already <laughs> way ahead of the points that we uh, we needed. So you're currently on um, 32. We could just stop the game now. Or do you want to, like oh, I said continue. at the You've start. You've made the game. Should we okay, start well, doing it? If I get wrong answers yeah. all the way through, you start deducting points. Yeah, I'll deduct five for anything wrong you <laughs> no. say. If um, I get the Sandler answers wrong, then I'll understand yeah, that. Right. 
I'm again changing my goalposts. <laughs> this game's fucking shit. This is this could be different tiers. The <laughs> Ramon tier is if you're twenty and under. The little Pete tier is hundred. <laughs> little Pete's IQ test. Um, For goodness sake! No, if you get fifty points, you win. All right, I've set the. I've changed the game. Fuck you. The next one. Which one? <laughs> this is a really hard one. <laughs> If you get this answer right, I, won't. I don't even. I'll transfer you two thousand pounds. No, you won't. Nah, I, I will. I will be All that right. impressed. Which word in ornithology describes a, a feather covering the base of a main flight or tail feather of a bird? There is no way on earth that Luke Terry will get Buzz. this answer right. Terry from Lincoln. Is it Buzznick? No, it's not. <sighs> I mean, honestly. Fantastic guess. guess. Your two thousand pound less off. Damn, that would have been really good. To Helped have. your with your wedding, your upcoming wedding. But now it's gone. Uh, oh, I'll well. donate it to charity instead. <laughs> <laughs> right, you said that now. You're Mister Volunteer. <laughs> oh God. So <laughs> the Sandler question: What is the surname of frequent Sandler collaborator? First name Alan. Oh, covert. <laughs> yes. Oh. So it was a surname as well. I was in the scary right close to uh, where we were going with that. Not bad. Okay, question seven. How long did the fight between Mark Weir and Eugene Jackson last in 2002? MMA. Ten seconds. Beep. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Beep Fuck ten yeah. Seconds. Well done. And what's the question? Uh, how long does Tom's memory last, I guess? <laughs> yeah, 50 first dates and, uh, blended. and blended. This answer I reckon you'll get. Uh, which shoe was named after a dagger of the same name? Beep. Buzz. Terry from Lincoln. Jeremy, is it Stiletto? Oh, fantastic. No! Stiletto. And uh, what's the Sandler answer? Is it like what goes through Method Man's neck in the film The Cobbler? <laughs> uh, my wording was which shoe does Sandler use to viciously murder Method Man in The Cobbler? <laughs> Viciously, yeah, understandably. Murder. He's the hero of the film and he stabs a man in the neck with a shoe. Very bad. Very bad. Which singer was born William Michael Albert Broad? Singer. Which singer was born William Michael Albert Broad? Buzz. Buzz, okay. Terry from Lincoln. Is it Boy George? No. William? Yeah, I know. Fucking idiot. Which singer helps Julian Robbie grow old together? (sighs) Billy Idol. Billy Idol, you fucking idiot. Zero points. Because you got it wrong. I'm removing 50 points off you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. You'll have to do I'm two grand down and 50 <laughs> points down too. Could this day get any worse? Final question. Which singer got engaged to Gwen Stefani today? Buzz. Buzz. Luke Terry. Terry from Lincoln. It was today. It wasn't. That happened oh, ages ago. Blake Shelton. Did it happen ages ago? Yeah. I don't fucking know. My yeah, girlfriend's an entertainment news reporter, isn't she? She knew who he was straight away. I was like, hey. fuck. What's the Sandler question for our people at home? Who plays Wyatt Earp in uh, the Castle Classic Ridiculous Six? <laughs> yeah, I didn't write Castle Classic at the time, but I was thinking it. So yeah, that's <laughs> the end of that game. You got two, ten. So that's 12, 22. You got 62 points, three questions wrong. I did say I'd get minus 50 for every question wrong. So unfortunately, you <laughs> With minus 112. Didn't, didn't Thanks for taking that. part. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I said, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so you got 50 points. Uh, you had to get 50 points and you got 62. So in an unprecedented turn of events, Luke Terry only went and fucking did it. Well done, mate. Cheers, Good job. Man. I had the power of little Pete on my side. <laughs> 
can't believe that we've just uh, we've just done this. Should we make this the finale of the podcast? Yeah, that I was the end. Thank you for listening, everyone. We say our piece We're never doing it again. I'm gonna really I'm... struggle to ever justify it, but yeah, I'm gonna be this moment. That's this how I weeks. feel. Yeah, me too. Whatever. Punch drunk love for sure. Punch drunk love doesn't have Taylor Lautner swinging around by his neck. Exactly. So, wow. Luke, we've decided that Ridiculous Six well and truly deserves a place in the Sandless Saloon, which is an outhouse next to the castle. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> what film will we be putting in the castle for definite next week? Oh. So, yeah, every 10 episodes, we decide to um, to turn this podcast from the Sandler Pit to the Schneider... What, what did we originally... What's this? The Schneider Shack? Yeah, we're gonna get. We're gonna be leaving the castle. We're gonna be going on a little, a little school trip this next week. We're gonna be get visiting the Schneider Shack, uh, and we're gonna be visiting the uh, motion picture classic, The Hot Chick. We said that the Schneider Shack was on fire, and all the films are fleeing, and we've got to choose whether we're gonna foster them into the castle <laughs> or put them in the pit. This week, fleeing from the Schneider Shack, which has been burning for God ten weeks now, at least. Very serious. It's probably we doing really, terrible really things to the environment. <laughs> Probably stinks. <laughs> that's why we're, we've poisoned our own fucking brains with Schneider fumes. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. All of that stuff aside, we're going to be watching The Hot Chick, which is a body swap comedy film from the early noughties, which stars Rob Schneider alongside Anna Faris. We've got Rachel McAdams is in there. Adam Sandler's in there in like a longer cameo role. That's how so. we justify it yeah. to ourselves. Yeah. And I think he execed it as well. And it's obviously a Happy Madison film. Um, have you seen it before? Absolutely fucking not. Why would I? Have you? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Seen it a couple of times. As a kid, I found it very funny. I quite like body swap films just in general. Yeah, I think me they're too. silly. You know what you're getting. And that's why I hated The Cobbler because it didn't have any of the classic tropes of a body swap film. I probably would have excused it if it had more stupidness. It'll be a fun one to talk about and watch. And I'm really dreading going back to it. But more on that next week. I mean, I don't even know where my tastes lie anymore i just said that fucking ridiculous six was castle worthy so our podcast doesn't have any fucking quality anymore so mm-hmm. whatever <laughs> i reckon though if we'd have watched this week one we'd have hated it oh fuck knows how many we've already watched at this point we enjoyed it whatever well we can see if that's if that still stands after you've watched the hot chick this week at some point <laughs> can't wait so if you want to get in touch with the podcast but God knows why you would want to at this point. Uh, you can email us at thesandlerpit at gmail.com. You can also visit our social media, uh, Instagram and Twitter at thesandlerpit. If you want to, you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be good. We've got five so far and they're all five stars, just like the ridiculous six. Yeah. We need to get six. We need one more to get to our uh, one ridiculous to rate six. Us six. Six out of five. Uh, thank you, Joe Tyrone, for the music uh, for this podcast. You can check out more of his stuff on Spotify. Thank you to Luke Thomas for your illustrations, your cover art. Oh, Great stuff. You. And also thank you, as always, to Luke Terry, the champion that spends a ridiculous amount of time editing these podcasts so thank you very much for listening as always uh, so it was a very wild west sandler buy from me and a very wild west sandler buy from him giddy up boys Yeehaw! <laughs> Yeehaw! is it okay if i scoop this left eye out is it i'm basically blind here this right one seems like an eagle and it just seems like a waste